Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Optimal Startup Daily, episode 769, How to Pay Taxes as a Freelancer Without the Crazy Stress, by Bethany McCamish with smartmoneymamas.com. And hi again, welcome to Optimal Startup Daily. My name is Dan, and I'm your host and narrator here with you every single day to help you optimize your business life. And if you've got any ideas for future shows, topics you'd like to hear us cover, you can share those with us by uh, coming to oldpodcast.com, that's O-L-D-podcast. We love to hear from you with those topic requests or just plain old feedback. So for now, let's get right to our post for today as we optimize your life. How to Pay Taxes as a Freelancer Without the Crazy Stress by Bethany McCamish with smartmoneymamas.com Freelancing is incredible. You get to be your own boss and create your own schedule around family time and your life. But then there are the not-so-sunny sides, the hustle to find clients, sending invoices, and the big one, handling taxes. Freelancers, even part-time freelancers, are considered self-employed by the IRS, which requires us to follow slightly different tax rules than standard W-2 employees. But if you dove into freelancing before getting a handle on the tax system, don't fret. Here's what you need to know to get organized. First things first, freelancers have more than one tax season. Freelancers, or any sole proprietor, LLC, or any other business type, need to pay taxes more than once a year. In fact, we have two types of tax seasons. Once a year personal taxes. This is the annual April tax season you've experienced, I hope, since you got your first job. You receive a W-2 from your employer or employers and file a Form 1040 with the help of TurboTax, H&R Block, or an accountant. But there's an extra step when you're a freelancer. You'll fill out a Form 1040 as you have in the past, but you'll also need to file using Schedule C or C-Easy if you made less than $5,000. The Schedule C is where you report your freelancing income from that year and any 1099s you received from clients. But even if you don't receive a 1099, you still need to report all income. Out of your Schedule C income, you will be paying a self-employment tax and your state's income tax. It will cover things like Social Security and Medicare, both as an employee and an employer. Paying your quarterly taxes. Until I started freelancing, I never even considered quarterly taxes. But as a freelancer, you aren't getting taxes withdrawn from your paycheck automatically. So quarterly taxes are the estimated taxes you pay four times a year. That way you're paying as you go, just like an employer. When quarterly taxes are due. Exact dates vary, but circle around the 15th for April, June, September, and January of the following year. 
You can calculate quarterly taxes by using accounting software like Quicken Self-Employed or use the IRS Form 1040-ES to estimate what is due based on your income. Since quarterly taxes are just estimated, it's typically recommended to set aside 30% of your income for your payment. Do you really need to pay freelancing taxes? Think you don't make enough to need to worry about freelancing taxes? Or that since you've just started, you can think about it later? Unfortunately, the government wants its money, no matter how little you've made. If your total freelance income is $400 or more in the year you will be filing, you need to report the income and pay taxes. Three steps to getting organized. You can shuffle through emails, receipts, and invoices at the end of the year to try and throw together what you need to fill out a Form 1040, but that sounds about as fun as stepping on a Lego. Keep your finances organized all year long, so when quarterly or annual taxes roll around, you have everything you need. One, calculate your total income. The IRS will wanna know how much you made all year, and I assume you will as well. While you can calculate your total income by collecting and adding up 1099 forms from your clients, that may not give you the full picture. Clients aren't required to fill out a 1099 form if they paid you less than $600, but you are still absolutely required to report that income. The easiest ways to do this is using an invoice tracker like Quicken Self-Employed or PayPal. These services will easily let you see how much you've made each month. You can also keep a quick tally in a spreadsheet showing the month, client name, service provided, date invoiced, and date paid. If you decided to seek professional help come tax season, the output from your invoice tracker or your spreadsheet will be incredibly helpful. Two, know what you can write off. Since you will only be paying taxes on your net profit, gross income minus expenses, it's important to keep track of any purchases or expenses for your business. But before you go deducting the coffee you ordered while working at Starbucks, Know that there are limitations on what the IRS will let you deduct. Qualified expenses must be ordinary and necessary for running your business. So let's look at what that might include. Qualified expenses are required equipment or materials, like an Adobe subscription, new laptop, or backpack, office expenses, paper, printer, invoicing application, business food and lodging, conferences or trips related to your clients, and lodging or office space. No, you cannot write off all your utilities if you work from home, but there is a standard home office deduction. Reminder, make sure to save receipts or purchase orders for any items you'll be writing off. For example, your new laptop or office furniture can be deducted from your income, but you need an itemized receipt. Luckily, the IRS has deemed photos of receipts are sufficient. Simply snap a photo of any receipt and email it to a special tax email or folder in case you're ever audited. Fingers crossed that never happens. And three, start a separate account for paying taxes. One of my favorite parts of the profit-first business management strategy is to have a separate savings account for end-of-year and quarterly tax payments. It's easy to look at our bank balance and think we have all that money to spend. Our experiences as W-2 employees have trained us not to think about taxes. But as a freelancer or business owner, we need to set aside money for taxes to avoid being blindsided by large tax bills. Open an account just for your savings and link it to your checking. Every time you are paid or make a deposit, automatically transfer 30% of that into your tax account for taxes. That way, tax time is never stressful. As an alternative, if you tend to have the same repeat clients or a consistent level of income, you can set up an automatic monthly transfer that approximates 30% of your total earnings. Freelancing bookkeeping isn't hard. 
Working as a freelancer has many incredible benefits, but being your own boss makes you a boss, and that means dealing with basic bookkeeping and paying Uncle Sam what he's owed. If you stay organized, track your income and expenses, and save consistently for quarterly and annual taxes, you'll avoid stress, penalties, and be prepared if an auditor ever comes calling. You can do this. Further resources. If managing your bookkeeping and taxes still seems overwhelming, don't be afraid to enlist help. There is no shame in getting a professional opinion to ease your mind or save you time. Be sure to find a CPA, Certified Public Accountant, or Tax Professional who's familiar with freelancers and small business owners. Check with your friends and see if they use a tax preparer. TurboTax is a powerful tool, but it can only take you so far. Especially as your business grows, it may be helpful to bring in a professional to make sure you're on track. You just listened to the post titled, How to Pay Taxes as a Freelancer Without the Crazy Stress by Bethany McCamish with smartmoneymamas.com. When it comes to hiring, don't go searching for the one. Just meet your match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging. 93% of employers agree. Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. And one of the things I really love about Indeed is that it filters out those incompatible applicants. So when you're hiring, the process is much faster and you only have to consider applicants that are already likely to be a great fit. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com slash startup. So just go to indeed.com slash startup right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash startup. Terms and conditions apply. And thanks so much to Bethany, who is a guest writer on Smart Money Mamas. And of course, thanks to Chelsea, who is the creator of that site. Smart Money Mamas has grown into a platform that is changing how moms talk about and interact with money. They want all moms to view money management as a true form of self-care. They help moms connect with all aspects of their money in a way that lets them overcome emotional blocks, identify what they most want, and create the healthy money habits that will help them achieve their goals while modeling positive money relationships for their kiddos. So come by smartmoneymamas.com to learn a lot more and check out all of their resources. And I do have that linked in this episode's description as well as at oldpodcast.com. But that is gonna do it for today's show. I thank you for being here and for subscribing. So have a great rest of your day and I'll see you back here tomorrow where your optimal life awaits.